0: So today's episode one eighty-seven of the Jimmy Table to Come podcast, and I want to talk about how I don't want to own the libs. You know, if you've followed the news or political commentary and pundits for any period of time, you've probably heard this idea of own the libs. Uh, it's something that is a popular sort of thing on social media and in the news. Uh, Fox News can't wait to show some hot take of. Some political pundit really just sticking it to some other political pundit or politician. Um, Individuals like Rush Limbaugh, Ben Shapiro, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson. And all these sort of guys have kind of made careers for themselves over the years for their ability just to poke somebody in the eye and uh, tell it like it is and, and just to embarrass and humiliate other individuals whose political leanings and beliefs and philosophies are different from their own. Own somebody frequently enough on a hot culture war topic and you'll become ultimately a political rock star who makes a career for themselves even as Limbaugh, Shapiro, Hannity, Carlson and all these other wannabes have managed to do. It's it's almost kind of a formula in, in that circle. And I'm not just saying this to pick on the political right and and, and that crowd. It just happens to be that's the background that I sort of have, and it's the people who I frequently rub elbows with the most. And so today in this podcast, I'm kind of hoping to speak to this idea of owning the libs and the mentality that has been fostered among us, especially on the political right. Um, as I think about this sort of thing, it's definitely an attitude and mindset I've engaged in at times over the years. Uh, I've sought to own people and arguments and to be able to, to flesh out the most devastating things, especially when I was in my younger uh, sort of angry prophet days <laughs> in my 20s. Um, and uh, I never quite made a career out of it. I definitely made a reputation for myself amongst some um, But, uh, you know, this is a mentality that I think has existed for a very long time And it's something that has not only existed And it's not only something that has been tolerated In the political right-wing conservative sort of culture that exists But it's something that has been applauded Your ability to own the libs and get a short video of you on social media doing so It's something that's going to receive a lot of applause and celebration. Um, And it's something that might just ultimately take you far if, if that's what you're looking to do. And so you have all these other young wannabe political commentators who are trying to be rock stars themselves, who've kind of tried to copycat the same philosophy and the same sort of mentality and branding as individuals like Limbaugh and Shapiro and Hannity and Carlson. Um, They've kind of tried to to mimic them, and they've had various degrees of success. Maybe they haven't had as much success as these guys, but it's definitely a formula that exists. And it's a culture that exists, especially on the right. And it's a culture that not only exists, but it's something that uh, made it very easy for an individual like Donald Trump to ultimately find fertile ground in which he could dish out his particular brand of politics and to capitalize on it, uh, especially among the political right, who were always more than willing to make a rock star out of those who were willing to be reckless and unkind in their words. And say whatever you want about the politics of Donald Trump. I know I've certainly said my share of things about the politics of Donald Trump, but whether you agree with Donald Trump politically on particular issues or disagree with him, on political issues, that's not really my, what I'm looking to talk about uh, today, whether you should be pro-Trump or anti-Trump based off politics. But what I am looking to talk about today is the popularity that individuals like Hannity or Limbaugh or Trump has undoubtedly had as as a result of their willingness to engage in the kind of behavior that does nothing but slam, humiliate, an attempt to destroy one's political enemies by saying whatever over-the-top thing that that person deems necessary in the moment to emerge victorious over their political opponents, for it all to happen on, in front of a camera so that it can get onto the news, so it can get onto TikTok, so it can get onto YouTube, so that it can get onto Twitter, and so that you can engage in this type of behavior to get the sound bite that everybody wants to hear and circulate and share and champion at the end of the day. And it's a mindset and behavior that I believe many conservatives have ultimately long embraced and baptized not only as something that is tolerable, but something that they want to actively celebrate. And that's why you can sit there and talk about owning the libs and everybody... (coughs) want to applaud you for doing so, and they just can't wait to see what it is you have to say to humiliate their political opponents. Because in owning the libs, those who do so feel, and those who embrace those who do so, ultimately are people who feel that individuals like the political left and the powers of the government are out to get them. And so individuals like Donald Trump and all the other commentators I have mentioned before are seen as something as a sort of political champion to those who are on the right. Somebody like Trump who can say his tirades and his unkind things and his off-the-wall things and, and things that just really tell it like it is and sticks it to people and humiliates people and, and rubs their nose in crap. Um, and to do so in the political arena and to, to hit back at your political enemies um and, and people celebrate that and they love that because they believe these people are ultimately out to get them. Uh, so any sort of humiliation, any sort of owning that ultimately lets a little air out of their sail and weakens their position and weakens their power is ultimately something that people just ultimately love. Because people are afraid and when people are afraid they don't mind resorting to whatever sort of violent behavior necessary to defend themselves, and if that means finding a bully who can stick up to the other bullies, and somebody who can poke somebody else, somebody who can poke somebody else in the eye on their behalf, um, you know that sort of thing is something that people just fawn over and celebrate, and, and and they don't simply excuse it, and they don't simply say, oh well, that's a necessary evil. I've got to hit back because if I don't. Uh, hit back with somebody, then they're just going to own me. Um, So they they have this mentality and they excuse this mentality to the point where they cultivate it and celebrate it and encourage it and look at it as a net positive good and a, a force for good in the world and for them and something that they want to continue to cultivate in the cultures that they run in. Therefore, Anytime anyone comes along who's willing to own the libs is somebody that ultimately causes many on the conservative political right to ultimately salivate over and engage in this type of behavior, and you'll always have a platform in such political circles because people just want that. They they may say, oh, you know, I'm not electing a pope, I'm electing a politician, yet It's somebody that they continue to prop up even amongst those who aren't politicians and those who they regularly entertain themselves with and watch on TV and listen to podcasts for and consume all their forms of media. It's not just somebody they're voting for. It's somebody that they are consuming as a regular diet of of all the things that they consume on a daily basis. Um... You know, nobody was ever voting for Rush Limbaugh um, in, in any, for any political office. Yet Rush Limbaugh found a large circle of people who, was, who were willing to listen to him for hours every single day simply because he dedicated his show to owning the libs and fighting with one brain tied behind his back uh, to do so in the most triumphant, bombastic, uh, arrogant, chest-thumping sort of way And people delighted in it. And he made a career out of doing it. And it was something that was not just tolerated, but celebrated and institutionalized. And something that ultimately had become part of the DNA of those who run in those politically conservative right political circles. So if you act this way, the DNA is attached to it. And it's a place you can thrive, it's a place you can grow, and it's something that you can make ultimately into a career and something that people will love and something that people will just tune in to watch and something that people will give you money in order to do. So it isn't just something that they're saying, oh, well, you know, I'm going to elect the boorish man because, you know, I would rather have the bull in the china shop and he's a little reckless, but okay, I'm going to do that. It's not like they're just like holding their nose to vote For such individuals although some people do but it's something that people do not because they are actually you know offended by it but because it's something they deeply love even if they would never admit it but as a Christian this bothers me especially since I consider myself this you know I identify as politically homeless and and that sort of thing, and that's part of the tagline of this podcast. But you know, I definitely have a quasi-conservative, political right-leaning sort of political philosophy. Uh, I don't have any, I don't have any allegiance to any political party or any politically political figure. I am registered as an independent in the state of North Carolina, um, and I you know, but I tend to vote Republican, and I tend to vote. Uh, for usually the most conservative guy in the room, if I can find him or her. Um, but, you know, over the years, you know, as somebody who's watched these people, as somebody who's celebrated these people, as somebody who's engaged in this type of behavior myself at times, you know, I've ultimately realized that this own-the-libs mentality, it may be what right-leaning conservative people ultimately Engage in and the kind of culture and DNA that exists amongst the political right But that attitude is not Christian and that attitude if I can be so bold as to say Is ultimately demonic? There is nothing of Christ in this sort of behavior or mindset or fostering this sort of mindset or behavior or excusing those who engage in such mindsets and behaviors If I can be so bold as to say owning the libs isn't a Christian virtue, it ain't a fruit of the Spirit, folks. Rather, kindness. Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit, and kindness is a fruit that I believe is in short supply, and it's a fruit that people are starving for more of these days. Kindness begins with the recognition that everyone, including your enemies, are created in the image and likeness of God. And as such, they deserve to be treated with respect and a sense of reverence, for they are ultimately a reflection of that which is holy. And as a result, you should aim to treat someone else, no matter who they are, no matter if their name is Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, or Barack Obama, you should be willing to aim to treat such people as if they were God themselves. And last I checked, trying to own God isn't exactly the most prudent of behaviors. So if you're trying to own the libs, Realize that you are ultimately trying to own somebody created in the image and likeness of God and therefore trying to, in some sense, own God himself. That's not wise. That's not prudent. If I can just say it. It's just kind of dumb. Kindness is a behavior we engage in out of a sense of empathy. I know, empathy is a thing that we kind of you know, turn a nose out in some circles. But Jesus said ultimately in the Sermon on the Mount that we should treat others like we treat ourselves. If It's the so-called golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So with that in mind, let me ask you. How would you like to be treated? Would you like to be reviled, mocked, humiliated, and otherwise owned? I don't think any sane person... Among Us wants to be treated in such a way. So then, putting yourself into someone else's shoes, why in God's name would you want to own someone else or support or be regularly entertained by those who engage in traffic in such behavior? It's really a, a very simple idea at the end of the day. It's a really simple idea. Treat people with, a, with kindness. Treat people with kindness because you want to be treated with kindness in return. And don't give a platform and empower people to be unkind on your behalf. And as a result of these things, I think that handling people with a rough and tough sort of mentality is ultimately a behavior that is out of the question, especially for those who would claim to be followers of Jesus. As Followers of Jesus, we should have no desire to own the libs or applaud or cheer those that do. Kindness is a completely opposite mentality. Kindness is a mentality which we have a tender heart and mindset towards other individuals that ultimately leads us to treat them in the same way that God himself treats us. As the Apostle Paul stated, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Treating people with kindness, not harshness, not rudeness, not smacking them around or treating them as they deserve to be treated. Those are the things that ultimately change us and our posture towards God. So therefore, if God treats us in such a way, with kindness and tenderheartedness, then and that results in us changing our minds about things in relation to God, then maybe that's the same type of kindness we should show towards others if we ever hope to change their hearts and minds. The desire to own the libs is nothing more than wanting to get over on someone else, to put them in their place, to stand over them as a champion of righteousness, And such a thing might ultimately make for some feel-good activity about yourself at the end of the day. You might be able to pat yourself on the back and be like, Man, I really told it like it is today, and I feel good about it. And it might make for some entertaining news clips, and it might increase your social media following. But this own-the-libs mentality, it's not an attitude that anyone professing to follow Christ should even remotely entertain owning the libs is contrary to how God treats us and how we should therefore treat one another. We are ultimately called to treat others kindly, no matter how they might, in fact, be treating us. That doesn't mean we don't speak the truth and that sometimes to do so in very bold and provocative ways. But in an age where harshness and uncivil attitudes prevail, in an age in which the Donald Trumps of the world gain tons of power and following i believe that kindness is the type of boldness that we need more of in the world for any fool and any coward can tell it like it is and guess what they frequently do but it takes a wise person to control their tongue it takes a wise person to speak with others with a type of kindness and tenderness Necessary to change hearts and minds. And last I checked, and I'm checking myself here, I don't think anybody has ever had their heart and mind changed as a result of being owned or being read the Riot Act. How has that ever worked out for you? I bet you can count very few times that ever changed your mind. So why do you think it would go about changing others? Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, anyone can be nice to those who are nice to them and whom they have a mutual vested self-interest. Even godless pagans are capable of being kind to their children, being kind to their family, being kind to their friends. But what about being kind to those who are hostile towards you? What about being kind to somebody you might even count as your enemy, even in the realm of politics? Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount that if even godless pagans are nice to those who are nice to them, then guess what? There's no brownie points in heaven for you (laughs) if even godless pagans are able to love those who love them back. Uh, But on the other hand, someone who not only isn't nice to you, but somebody that maybe even actively plots against you, who doesn't have your best well-intentions in mind, somebody that you would be counting as a personal enemy. Treating those individuals with love, respect, tenderheartedness, and kindness, that's something that's otherworldly, and that's something for which you will be rewarded for in heaven. And that's an attitude and mindset that ultimately belongs to all those who would claim to be the sons and daughters of God. Kindness is the attitude of those who are truly righteous. And not those who pretend to be righteous by owning the libs. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 187. I don't want to own the libs. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. If you have, I'd love to hear your feedback. Email me, jimmy at table.com, or you can reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter with links to both being over at my website, jimmystable.com, in which you can click the link, go there and find ways to connect with me. If you haven't had an opportunity to subscribe to this podcast yet, go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe, and you can find your favorite way to subscribe. And if you haven't had a chance to leave your glowing five-star review, I would encourage you, go all to the places that you can leave glowing five-stars review, like Amazon and Spotify and Apple and all those places, and leave your glowing five-star review and talk about, man... Jimmy is just a super kind guy and he just puts all these amazing thoughts into my head and I just love him so and I thought I would tell the world I would love such a kind review if you're willing to give it. (laughs) So everybody, this is Jimmy Humphrey Jimmy's Table.com where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life and culture. Take care everybody God bless and have a good one. That's all I have about that. That's the right on man, you said it all.